Welcome to another episode of the Cyberwork with InfoSec podcast, the weekly podcast where we sit down with a different industry thought leader to discuss the latest cybersecurity trends and how those trends are affecting the work of InfoSec professionals, as well as tips for those trying to break in or move up the ladder of the cybersecurity industry. Today's episode is a webinar released on June 19th, 2019, and features guest presenter Patrick Lane, CompTIA's Director of Product. Patrick is going to help you learn everything you need to know about CompTIA's Pentest Plus certification, uh, and he'll be discussing the following topics. Why CompTIA created the Pentest Plus certification, how Pentest Plus compares to certs like Certified Ethical Hacker, the CEH, and who should earn a Pentest Plus certification. Uh, we'll also do an overview of the Pentest Plus exam. If you've been on the fence about whether to start studying for this new certification, join me in listening to this one-hour introduction to the Pentest Plus certification featuring Patrick Lane and moderator Hunter Reed. Hello, thanks for joining us on today's webinar, Pentest Plus, everything you need to know about CompTIA's new certification. My name is Hunter Reed, and I'll be moderating today's webinar. We're excited to have Patrick Lane, Director of Products at CompTIA, here with us today. Patrick Lane directs IT workforce skills certifications for CompTIA, including Security Plus, Pentest Plus, CISA Plus, and CASP Plus. He assisted the U.S. National Cybersecurity Alliance to create the Lockdown Your Login campaign to promote multi-factor authentication nationwide. He has implemented a wide variety of IT projects, including an intranet and a help desk for 11,000 end users. Patrick is an Armed Forces, Communications, and Electronics Association lifetime member, born and raised on U.S. military bases, and has authored and co-authored multiple books, including Hackproofing Linux, a guide to open source security. And we're super excited to have him with us today. So Patrick, you wanna go ahead and take it away? Sure, thanks a lot, Hunter. Today, we're gonna to be covering five different items, and uh, I'm gonna be leading you in this discussion. My name is Patrick Lane. Uh, thanks for the great introduction. Um, Yes, I'm here today to talk to you all about Pentest Plus. And so I'll give you an overview, and then I'm gonna tell you where Pentest Plus fits in a cybersecurity career, um, because you'll find it's located at about the three to four year level of knowledge, skills, and abilities for someone who's been working in cybersecurity. I'll also go through some of the specifics. I can show you the exam objectives, and we'll talk about some of the training, and then go into questions. So first, let's just go for an overview. What is Pentest Plus? Pentest Plus, it's an intermediate level cybersecurity certification for people who are tasked with hands-on penetration testing to identify, exploit, report, and manage vulnerabilities on a network. So what it's doing, it's assessing penetration testing skills, but also vulnerability assessment and management skills. We're focusing on those skills necessary to determine the resiliency of a network against attacks. So essentially, a pen tester is an ethical hacker. A pen tester is someone who is usually hired by someone to test a network to find the vulnerabilities in it before the bad actors do. And this job role has really come to importance since about 2012, 2013, and 2014, when we had a lot of our um, advanced persistent threats come in from nation states throughout the world and you know, prey on the United States uh, in particular. Uh, if you all recall the target attacks back in 2013, 2014, 
uh, the Office of Personnel Management um, uh, from the U.S. You know, Department of, of Veteran Affairs. There has been a lot of hacks that all started. Many people will say around 2013, 2014, the bad actors got as smart as the good actors. Um, and that was bound to happen because of the dark web and the availability of all of these hacking tools that have been stolen and then posted on the dark web. Most of them nation state weapons. Like for instance, you can find Armageddon software from the uh, uh, Russians from their uh, Ukraine attacks a few years ago when they uh, took over the, you know, when they invaded Ukraine and took uh, about a third of the country from it. Uh, they used this software called Armageddon. And so uh, that Armageddon software appears on the dark web all the time and you can pick it up and use it. Uh, so unfortunately, and due to that reasoning, you know, the, the penetration testing tools, which are actually used and practiced in this certification, well, they're hacking tools, essentially. And so a penetration tester is really a hacker who has permission. So we could ask ourselves a joke. What is the difference between a penetration tester and a bad actor? Permission. The only difference between a penetration tester is that you've usually gone through a planning and scoping stage and you've talked to whomever you're going to be working with to test their network. So that is essentially you know, what this is about. It's essentially a certification that is come to fruition just in recent years because of these massive changes we've had in cybersecurity uh, since you know, 2013, 2014. And so now essentially penetration testing skills are needed in IT because we have to be on the offensive. Back in the old days, we could just sit around and create you know, a firewall for perimeter security and then put antivirus software in the network. And you were okay. You could actually have a secure network. Um, and, you know, even in the 90s, you could go home with your pager and then come back to the network, you know, if you had to. Uh, now, of course, this is a 24-7 offensive task where you'll often have a security operations center running 24 hours a day. Maybe you have, you know, a, a team in that of security analysts and uh, penetration testers who are just constantly testing your networks and trying to make sure that they're not weak and uh, and then you could patch any weaknesses you find. Um, so it's a full-time job and it's full-time offense and it's being proactive. And, and that's why penetration testing is so important now. This skill has really uh, become extremely popular uh, just in the past five years. Oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention and that's the key job roles. Um, and that's listed here. So the key job roles are penetration tester, vulnerability tester, security analyst, vulnerability assessment analyst, network security operations, and application security vulnerability. Those are some of the jobs that you can find if you type in a penetration tester or ethical hacker or vulnerability assessment and management into indeed.com, for example, which is a job search tool. We're often asked how Pentest Plus is different because there are other ethical hacking certifications out there. There are other penetration testing uh, certifications out there. CompTIA created this due to an industry demand. 
that's how I, we create all of our certifications. It's based on uh, statistics, uh, surveys, data. We've really moved to data analysis. And this came up um, as one of the biggest skills gaps out there. And so we tried to make our exam unique. Um, and so ours is unique because it has both hands-on performance-based questions as well as multiple choice. Some of the competitors out there that test for pen testing skills, they're actually just multiple choice tests, or they might just be like a 24-hour capture the flag test. Uh, our test is unique in that it's you know, half multiple choice, half performance-based. So you actually have simulations on the exam when you're at the Pearson View Testing Center uh, that actually require you to do skills required by a penetration tester. So if you were able to pass the penetration testing or pen test plus exam, uh, then you've proven your ability with hands-on skills. Um, another thing is that pen test plus it covers vulnerability assessment and management. And that's really important because the other certifications that cover penetration testing and ethical hacking, they don't cover the vulnerability assessment and management skills. And the reason why our cert covers the vulnerability assessment and management plus penetration testing is because there's actually three times more jobs available in vulnerability assessment and management. In fact, penetration testing technically is a tool used by a vulnerability assessment and management professional. And if we take another step back, believe it or not, all of this is categorized under information security analyst by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is the, or, um, you know, the um, there's something called an occupational outlook handbook by the Bureau of Labor Statistics that includes, uh, you know, the number of jobs available and it categorizes job roles. And so it categorizes pen testing under security analyst. That's really amazing. Uh, but it makes sense if you look at that large grouping because penetration testing essentially is one of the skills that a security analyst would use ultimately uh, in order to monitor a network and ensure that it's safe. The third area that makes it different is that we have new environments introduced in our CERT, especially cloud and mobile Cloud environments are making it more complex due to the fact that you have to run penetration testing on someone else's system. With cybersecurity, if you're working in the cloud, you have to layer your cybersecurity solution on top of the cloud provider's security solution. Um, that is very complex, and it requires you to work, you know, to know the rules and know what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do because there's different rules when you're doing a penetration test in the cloud. You know, you may have to get multiple permissions instead of only the permission to test from the company that owns the assets. You may have to get permission by the cloud provider as well to do the test. Uh, it all depends on what kind of arrangement you have set up. But those are things that make a pen test plus different from all the other certifications that test for ethical hacking and penetration testing. And we developed the exam over about a year and a half period. And it required a, a lot of visits and a lot of surveys. Oh, but here's some of the big companies that came in to, that actually flew in uh, and joined us for a week of meetings and a work group uh, to talk about the daily events that they do in their jobs as penetration testers, vulnerability assessment and management professionals, as well as ethical hackers. 
Um, and so we brought them in from around the world and really wrote down what they do every day on a daily basis. And ultimately, their tasks that they do every day as penetration testers and their jobs is ultimately what become the exam objectives because that's all we're really doing. Our exam objectives, it's just the penetration testing job role. It's like these are the tasks you do if you're a penetration tester. Just like you, if you go over to CompTIA's SISA Plus exam, the security analyst exam, um, all the objectives are is just a task list of, of, of what they do, um, what their tasks are on a daily basis. Um, so it's not rocket science, but it takes an extraordinary amount of validation and large numbers to prove these things. Um, so what we have here is a couple of well, amazing companies. We have SecureWorks that focused on uh, the vulnerability assessment and management aspect of it, uh, but that also Las Vegas Sands Corporation. Uh, the reason why we brought them in is because they brought two people because they sustained an attack from Iran back in 2014. And so two of the Las Vegas Sands Corporation employees we had you know, actually survived that state-sponsored attack from Iran because apparently the owner of the Las Vegas Sands Corporation had, uh, had made um, negative remarks about the leadership of Iran and I guess they you know, know each other. Uh, so Iran attacked uh, Sands um, for um, a week long, I believe, and they were able to provide us with uh, what they learned during that state-sponsored attack, and we were able to put that knowledge, uh, skills, and abilities that they had to endure during that uh, actually into Pentest Plus. And so it was really great because they were able to comment on the tools that were used um, by the uh, state uh, attack, um, as well as the you know the types of attacks, as well as their monitoring tools. Um, it was just really great, and so. That's why the Pentest Plus objectives are so amazing because we have knowledge like that integrated into them. Also, John Hopkins University Applied Physics Lab. I want to mention them because they're a huge DOD contractor, and one of the guys we work with is currently securing the F 18 Hornet uh, fighter jet because it has a lot of embedded devices on it. As the military moves into IoT um, with sensors, uh, that's something they've been using for decades uh, in war and so now they're having to you know secure their sensors their iot devices on these airplanes just like we have to you know secure our, our um, apple watch and so what they're having to do is learn new techniques uh, for penetration testing on internet of things devices or embedded systems i.e a, a system that has like a custom kernel um that like a Linux kernel uh, that has been is modified specifically for a specific use. Uh, one of the problems with IoT devices is just as they've been implemented over the past couple of decades is that they have a non-secure kernel and it's not a certified secure kernel for an IoT device. Like a Microsoft, for example, if you work with uh, their IoT services uh, in Azure, uh, they actually require um, you to use a secure kernel and they have one um, for their IOT devices on um, with Azure. Uh, however, I was with Red Hat um, at the Internet of Things conference in uh, San Jose and, and Red Hat was saying they still don't have a certified Linux kernel for IOT devices and that's a problem. And so right now what we have is just hundreds of thousands of millions, millions 
of unsecured IoT devices out there that are embedded devices. Somebody who didn't know about security created that IoT device. Maybe it's a kid's speaker that goes in their room. They have the full Linux uh, kernel installed with all the default ports open. I mean, there is it's plagued with opportunity for risk. Um, anyhow, so you know, you really have to make sure you're securing these these operating systems, um, or else they're just going to be sitting ducks. And so IoT, one of the major problems we have is exactly what I just described. And that's why many IoT devices are insecure. And so what you're going to learn a lot about is uh, hacking IoT devices, embedded devices. Let's move on. All right, let's learn something about the exam. Here's some of the specifics. Pentest Plus is a, multi, a multiple choice and performance-based exam that you would take at a Pearson View testing center uh, somewhere around the globe. Our exams, of course, are taken by civilian and, and governments. Um, and so the exam code is PT0001. Uh, we just released it uh, last year. It hasn't even been out for a year yet. Um, it's available worldwide. The price is 349 retail. Also, as I said, you have to go to Pearson View Testing Center. And there's 85 questions, multiple choice and performance-based. Performance-based questions, I believe, are usually dished up first when you sit down to take the exam. So keep that in mind and don't take too much time on them. You may wish to mark them do the multiple choice questions and come back to the performance-based questions. I've heard that from numerous people. Uh, number of questions, uh, 85 length of test, 165 minutes, uh, passing score, 750 out of 900. Uh, right now it is in English and Japanese is on the way. Uh, recommended experience. If you take Pentest Plus, you really should know networking and security plus level knowledge. Um, with pen testing, you have to know how the network works if you want to be effective. Because what you'll find is that hacking, penetration testing, vulnerability assessment, the tools that are used for this are oftentimes you know, manipulating the TCP IP language. And the TCP IP <clears throat> protocol is the language of the internet. And you need to know that language inside and out if you want to be a, a, a penetration tester, if you want to be a good penetration tester, and if you want penetration testing to be easier, then learn networking inside and out because you'll find packet conditioners are often used to modify the IP headers in a packet. Well, guess what? I can change the IP header. I can change the IP address to any address I want and then send it, right? If I'm on the same segment, that person who gets that packet is going to think they just got a packet from, you know, I mean, gosh, North Korea, Russia, right? And then they could think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm being attacked. Whereas they're not, it's simply being spoofed. Uh, so those are the types of things, if you understand TCP IP, you understand how easy it is to manipulate the packets. You mess with the field values in the IP headers, you could do anything you want. So if you understand uh, the packet, if you understand the open system interconnect, you understand the internet architecture four layer model, um, as well as the OSI RM7 layer model, both of those would be key aspects. And then understanding all the protocols within the TCP IP language, how they work, how packets are assembled, disassembled, 
how they're routed. These are all key elements to understand, and you will never be a good penetration tester or a good cybersecurity expert unless you know networking inside and out. So I cannot stress the importance of networking to this group. It's the key to cybersecurity. And then, of course, you'd have to have Security Plus. And Security Plus is really securing the network because you can't secure a network unless you know, <laughs> I love this saying, you can't secure a network unless you know how the network works. All right, also Pentest Plus, uh, right now it's under, it's being reviewed by the Department of Defense and it should be approved by the Department of Defense for 8570 at the end of summer. They're reviewing that right now as well as our Cloud Plus certification. So we hope to have those added on in the coming months. It already is ISO ANSI 17024. So we've gone through an extensive exam development process that has been um, legally defensible. All right, what do we have next? All right, Patrick, before we move on, um, we have a question from John about the exam. Is the test operating system agnostic? Oh, right. Um, no, I have looked at that. I know what you're saying. They, they, de uh, they developed the questions in Kali Linux. So you need to make sure that you understand how to use the, uh, the apps like Metasploit, for example, um, on a Linux system. Good question. Here's an example of Metasploit Pro. In fact, the reason why I included this is because I didn't want people to be scared if they don't know Linux. So you know, I come from a, um, a Windows background and I didn't learn Linux until the beginning of the 2000s. Um, that's when I wrote that hack-proofing Linux book uh, because back in the 90s, we were able to live off of uh, Microsoft products. I got my Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer in 1998 and me and an army of Gen Xers helped you know, wire the country and, uh, and get our entire country on a computer network. And now we've moved on to, to wireless um, and we moved on to Linux. Um, and so, because Linux is open source, it's less expensive, more flexible, you can customize it simply. Um, and it's mainly an engineer developer society. And, uh, and so Linux has come in very handy uh, for cybersecurity. What you need to understand though, is that if you ever download, for instance, Kali Linux or Security Onion Linux, those are just Linux operating systems that have penetration testing tools and security analyst tools already built in. So it's like downloading a fully weaponized operating system. So that's why I like working with Kali Linux and, and many people do and Security Onion. There's a lot of operating systems that already have cybersecurity tools built into them. So you just download the ISO image, load it into Oracle VirtualBox, for example, I don't know if any of you have used that virtual environment, but it's really great if you have a Windows system to download Oracle Box. I'm sorry, it's Oracle Virtual Box. So you download Oracle Virtual Box onto your system, and then all you do is you select a link to the ISO image that you downloaded, and the ISO image, it's simply a file that contains the entire Kali Linux operating system and all the tools preloaded. So you just go to the Kali Linux website and you download the operating system. Put it on your computer, 
open up Oracle VirtualBox and then just link to that ISO image. That's all you have to do. And that will load Linux on your computer system. And that, you know, and that's if you're running Windows as your host operating system on your computer. Uh, it's really great. Um, and then you can just basically load in two different uh, ISO images. Um, and then you can make one offense, one defense, for example, and then you can attempt to hack yourself. <laughs> but it's a great um, learning environment. So this is a screen capture of uh, Metasploit Pro. I took this because doesn't that look like Windows? It does. Uh, when you get, you can download like the KDE interface, which is a very, you know, it's like a Windows-like interface. There's a ton of different interfaces for Linux, but a lot of them look like Windows. In fact, they try to make them look like Windows. And here's an example. This is an app, Metasploit Pro, you know, running within Linux. It opens up most of the Linux software tools. You know, it's specific to the software tool, not to Linux. So even if I'm using an IDS like Bro in Linux, once I open up Bro, I'm basically, all I need to know are my Bro commands. I don't need to know Linux commands. All I gotta do is open up the program in Linux most of the time, and then work within the application. The application's gonna have its own commands. So that's just an important concept for you. Uh, I never took official Linux courses. Um, I learned it through being thrown in to the environment as a network administrator. And I'm so I'm just telling you the things that help me a lot. Another tool is Social Engineering Toolkit. I just showed this to you because I want you to see how easy hacking is nowadays. It's like hack by numbers. Select from the menu. What do you want to do? Penetration test? You know, social engineering attack, you know, third-party modules. There's all kinds of different modules you can choose from that people have created to use in this toolkit. But this toolkit, by selecting numbers, you can essentially create a social engineering attack. This program will let you copy a website, like Bank of America's website, duplicate that. Then it will let you create an email that will go out to people, and you can fake that you are from the bank and you want their password. You send that email out and the link that it goes to is that fake site that it just created for you using SET. Then essentially that person will then click on the email, go to the fake site where you have malware loaded for them. It's that easy, but there's a lot of nuances involved to pull it off and make it work, you can imagine. But the thing that I don't like about it, and the thing that should be scary to all of us, is just that it's hacked by numbers. So this is one of the reasons why we need uh, penetration testers and vulnerability assessment and management professionals out there. You need to make sure your network is going to be um, secure from these types of things. You know, you'd better make sure, hopefully, that your people at your company, for example, aren't falling for these social engineering attacks. So you should be doing lots of different testing on your network. Uh, but also, when it comes time to um, you know, defending yourself against social engineering networks or social engineering, I mentioned you know, end user awareness, um, but also when it comes to defending yourself against social engineering attacks, defense against hacking is usually a security analyst job role. And that would be covered in CYSA+. Plus and that security analyst, which is 
a defensive or blue team role. In fact, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk about red team, blue team. But uh, I just wanted to show you some of the uh, tools just to give you an idea, maybe a little easier than you think. Next slide. And this slide is just to give you hope that if you do choose to go into this in uh, this career, you will have opportunity available to you if you are good and if you have the hands-on skills and can prove to employers you can do hands-on skills during the hiring process. But here we go. Essentially, penetration testers, as I said before, are also vulnerability assessment and management pros. The median pay is 92,000 a year. Right now, there's about 82,000 jobs available and it's growing like 28% a year. So that number, there's jobs, more jobs available um, every day. Um, and then cyberseek.org states 98 grand a year with 6,695 jobs available. And there are going to be a, um, you know, numerous amounts of, uh, there's gonna be, every source is gonna have a different number of jobs. This is a slice of the penetration testing vulnerability assessment and management. But right now there's over 2 million IT jobs available in the, in the, in the country or in the world. And I believe almost 800,000 IT jobs available in the US alone, 800,000. So this is actually quite a few jobs um, available. And if anyone on this call can take one of those 82,000 jobs, that would be outstanding. And before we move on, Patrick, I just wanted to remind everyone um, that we're going to be answering some questions at the end of this webinar. Um, if you want to submit those in the Q&A panel, it looks like we already have uh, some getting started in there. So yeah, we'll have some time at the end for those. Thanks. The next part I'll talk about is the Pentest Plus Career Pathway. What I want to do is just show you where penetration testing and security analyst skills would be in somebody's cybersecurity career. So you can look at this document, but what these certifications are, are job roles. So let's get away from CompTIA branding and let's just look at job roles. Because if you start from the left of this diagram and go to the far right, that's 10 years of knowledge, skills, and abilities of someone that works in cybersecurity. So it starts with zero on the left, that's IT fundamentals. That's mainly like a survey certification. That's kind of like, well, here's what a programmer does. Here's what an infrastructure pro does. Here's what a cybersecurity pro does. Here's what a, a manager does. You know, does this, or IT manager, you know, does any of this look interesting to you? And that's a course that is really heavy in, like middle schools, high schools, community colleges. If people then want to go into an IT career, they would jump into A+, which maps the knowledge, skills, and abilities of someone in about nine months who's been working in IT. And A+, is mainly a help desk, support desk cert, where you're actually, you know, customer service on the phone, helping people with their devices. It's not about PCs, A+. Now it's about devices, all devices hooked up to the internet and supporting them, major. Also, Network Plus, that would be the next step in somebody's career because after they've learned how to you know, maintain, I guess, and, and support 
all the devices on the internet. They need to know how the net, how the internet works. Cause that's what they're all attached to. So a plus are sorry, um, network plus, which I'm talking about right now is the step after a plus, and it represents 18 months of knowledge, skills, and abilities. After that, you go to Security Plus, which represents two years of knowledge, skills, and abilities. Noteworthy of the, this, the chronology of what I'm describing to you right now is incredibly important, and it's required a great deal of research in order to determine this pathway um, from like 20 years of IT in the United States and around the globe. And so what happened in the last... You know, as I said, five years is what caused the next level to be created, which is Pentest Plus and CISA Plus. We didn't need those certs like five years ago. I mean, we did. We did need them, but we didn't know that we needed them. I mean, there's amazing job trends that show right after 2014, job openings for uh, penetration testers and security analysts skyrocketed, doubled in, uh, in one year uh, because the, the cybersecurity community you know, realized, oh dear, we have a huge skills gap here. And that's the penetration testing security analyst skills. We did not have those before because we never had to be searching in our interior networks for the bad guys. You know, in the past, you could have up to security plus, you could configure a firewall you could configure antivirus and your network was going to be safe as far as you knew. But basically 2014, the bad actors got as smart as the good actors and they learned how to do advanced persistent threats. They learned how to easily get into internal networks, search around for targets and then exfiltrate those assets that they find by staying on a network for hundreds of days, years in some cases. It's very hard to detect them. And this has required a whole new level of cybersecurity tools for us, mostly continuous monitoring. But what I'm saying is that these are all skills that we weren't focused on a few years ago. And now we have to be, or else, our networks will continue to be insecure. So that's why the three to four year level of knowledge, skills, and abilities came to be. So Pentest Plus and CISA Plus, three to four years of KSAs. Pentest Plus, offense, perfect. And CISA Plus, defense. So let's take a look. Remember I was talking about red team and blue team? Let's take a look here at those three to four year skills. Uh, one is red team, which is penetration testing. That is offense. Now, you might say, why, where did this red team thing come in? Well, another thing that happened after 2014 is we realized we had to train IT pros differently. And what we had to do is essentially put IT pros into teams of offense and defense and have them uh, try to attack and hack into one another to, to practice hacking on each other. Red team, blue teams came from military and now is actually implemented in corporations uh, throughout the globe as well. It's very common to do this now. But 
let's take a look. The red team are the penetration testers. They're the hackers. They're the ones who are trying to break into systems by identifying weaknesses in people, processes, and technology. Then you have the blue team. The blue team, those are the security analysts. They're the ones who want to discover. They're the ones who want to detect the attack from the red team. So they want to discover it. They want to contain it. They want to remove the intruders. And they're going to be using all these monitoring tools. So this is ideal. Take a look at the screen now, because here's an example. Up on the top picture there, on the left-hand side, is a Kali Linux offensive red team system. On the right-hand side of the top image is a blue team security analyst system, and that's the defense. If you look down at the bottom image, you're going to see the red team it has launched an attack. And in this case, it's using the command line Metasploit Auxiliary TCP, TCP SYN flood attack, which is basically a, uh, it's a denial of service attack that's manipulating the TCP three-way handshake. So anyhow, I'm launching the attack on the left system using the auxiliary module from Metasploit. Not Metasploit Pro, mind you. I'm using the free version of Metasploit. And that is command line, and that's what's included if you download Kali Linux. You have to go out and buy the pro version of Metasploit, and it's uh, you know, it's like over a thousand dollars. But if you're at a corporation, of course, that's not a big deal. Okay, and then on the right hand side, you can see uh, the blue team has discovered the red team attack. So what they have used is a network monitoring tool. In this case, just for the purpose of examples, I use something called EtherApe, which is a visual tool that simply shows uh, the number of packets traveling across the network. So what I got to show is where the um, small, <laughs> where the, the attack is, um, uh, you can see concentrated on the one system that's on the left-hand side of that uh, red target indicator. And then on the right-hand side uh, is that big circle, and that's actually a representation of the size of the attack. So in this case, it's actually like the Death Star on the right-hand side from Star Wars uh, attacking a small rebel freighter. And so in this case, if I were to have kept this attack going, we would have had the... the the uh, blue team would have gone down. Um, all the CPU would have been used and the system would have no longer been accessible. And so thus it would have been a successful attack. But that, I just want to show you an attack and a detection because that is a key concept for you to understand as far as offense and defense goes in cybersecurity. All right, and now I do have to... Um, take pause because the Pentest Plus exam objectives that follow, I could spend an hour talking about them or 10 minutes talking about them. So I might ask Hunter, how would you like to proceed at this point? How are we doing with our time? We have about uh, 20 minutes left on here. So I'd say we want to give folks a little bit time at the end for questions. So I'd say about 15 minutes you can spend on this. Perfect. Okay, good. Well, what I'm going to do now then is going to a little bit of details about the uh, Pentest Plus domain objectives. I'm going to teach you exactly or tell you exactly what you do. Um, I believe there's five domains in Pentest Plus. Um, we'll see. <laughs> what they do is they follow the hacker lifestyle. 
So I'm going to talk about that in case any of you are interested in the MITRE approach or the Lockheed Martin kill chain uh, model. Uh, somewhat similar to that because hacking processes are established. So here's Pentest Plus. The first domain for pen testing is planning and scoping because you have to make sure that you have permission to attack the network you're going to be testing. So there has to be legal a legal agreement in place. It will be far more complicated depending on who you're working with. If you're in a cloud environment, legal concepts you know, could be more complicated. You'd have to look into that. Um, but the main thing is getting permission. As I said before, what's the difference between a, <laughs> a hacker and a penetration tester? Permission. So it's really important to also understand what you're going to scope out because you're going to have to label systems. You know, there's going to be certain systems that you can hack, certain systems that are off limits. And so often they'll then, you know, classify your targets into like, uh, you know, different colors. Like uh, you might have, uh, you know, white systems, black systems. You can, you have to, some are off limits, uh, some you you can hack. And so, those are the types of agreements you have to have with whoever you're going to be engaging with. Next, once you've determined that you have permission, you need to go out and see what's out there. You have to conduct an inventory. We call this information gathering and vulnerability identification. So what you're going to be using is using different, different tools um, on the network to actually scan the network. And there are many different tools that, that do this. OpenVOS being a really great uh, free vulnerability assessment tool. And so what you do is essentially um, you're going to be running these programs, um, whether it be command line program, whether it be um, you know, OpenVOS, and you're going to scan the network. And you're going to find out exactly what systems are on the network and what operating system they're running. Because these uh, vulnerability uh, systems tools will tell you, these vulnerability tools. Um, so what you can end up with is a network map that might have all the different devices. So you'd see, oh, okay, look, I've got you know 20 Linux systems on here. I've got uh, 15 uh, Windows systems on here. I got you know three routers, two switches. Um, I've got a DNS server, I've got, you know, proxy server, it, it, all of that would come back to you in the report. Um, but it will also say what the operating system is, as I said, the, the service pack uh, number, the latest um, patch that's been installed on that system. And that is very helpful. For example, if you find Windows XP systems on your network, you would know those are no longer supported by Microsoft. And you'd be surprised how many of those are still out there in the world. Um, and so if it then comes back in your reports that you have a bunch of Windows XP systems on it, well, then you are in business because you are aware that they have security vulnerabilities. All right. So once you've figured out what your vulnerabilities are, you have to choose which attack and exploit you're going to use. So you have to say, all right, now that I have this particular Windows XP system on it, what attack 
am I going to run on it? Am I going to run an application-based attack? Am I going to, you know, run a social engineering attack? Am I going to run, you know, do I want to make it network-based, you know, over the segment? Do I want to get on the network and attack directly from the segment? These are all decisions you have to determine uh, based on what you have discovered. And so, Basically, now that you have your weaknesses, you choose the attack. Once you know what attack you want to use, you have to choose the right tool. And with penetration testing, there's a million tools. And one thing we didn't want to make the Pen Test Plus exam was become a tool parade. We wanted people to mostly focus on the concepts because once you understand the concepts and a few of the tools, you can apply that knowledge. Uh, to many, many, many different vendor-specific tools. And so we teach some of the basics, like Nmap. Remember how I was telling you earlier that you need to scan the network, and I talked about OpenVOS? Well, there's a basic tool that's uh, one of the basics that came out with the uh, TCP IP language. It's, a, it's an app called Nmap, um, and it's a network map. And so if you run Nmap, it will actually provide you, um, it's a free uh, scanning tool. And so you can find out what's on your network and it will even provide information based on, uh, you know, the commands that you use that will determine, you know, the information that you get back. But that's a free version. Um, not as easy to use, of course, as, um, well, it's fast, it's quick. OpenVOS can take a long time to get that initial scan. All right, but the tools are key. I had also mentioned, um, you know, some of like Metasploit. Metasploit is probably the most popular penetration penetration testing tool. The reason is it's easy to use. And so if you go out there and do a search, like for example, if you wanted to try to do that, uh, that denial of service attack, but um, well, once you download um, Metasploit, uh, you have to call up modules. It has different modules in it. So I just called up the auxiliary module, which is a test module uh, for that, um, you know, for the denial of service attack, um, I used a test model module because I didn't want to actually destroy the system. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, basically do a demonstration. I basically took half of all the CPU power off of that system I was testing, uh, not all of it. Okay, then uh, there's a lot of other tools. In fact, if you go into the, the objectives themselves, uh, there are sub-objectives under there which cover all of the different tools. And there's there's probably, you know, there are dozens and dozens of tools that, uh, but those are the ones that hackers use. As you go through the main objectives, you're gonna find the main tools that would be used, uh, which in this case, are more related to uh, vulnerability assessment and management. So you want to make sure you understand an Nmap inside out. OpenVOS um, is extremely important as well as you need to know uh, Metasploit. And then there are many other tools that you'll find in Kali Linux if you go through um, the menu. Because if you go through uh, the menu, you're going to see that it is preloaded hundreds of hacking tools for you and vulnerability assessment and management tools and security analyst tools. Oh, another thing I have to mention is that 
you need to be able to analyze a basic script, Bash, Python, Ruby, or PowerShell. You don't have to write it, but you need to analyze it and identify that, oh, that's, you know, that, that's Python. Oh, that's Ruby. Why do you need to know this? Because those are very common tools used when you get further up the ladder with penetration testing. For example, if you're a basic penetration tester, you're probably just using Metasploit, but the really good penetration testers, they're able to program in Python on the fly while they're performing an attack. That is the gold standard. That's where you should try to be. Pentest Plus is going to get you up to that three to four year level. But typically, the guys that are really good at pen testing, the red teamers that uh, are actually doing offense, typically have over 10 years of experience. Typically, they know what's in Pentest Plus, but they also know programming languages. Very important. And I just wanted to make note of that. And then reporting and communication. One of the main lessons we learned going out to the field talking about penetration testing and cybersecurity in general was that it's become a team sport. No longer, no longer can there be the security guru on the top of the hill who knows all and bequeaths their knowledge upon the general population. That is no longer the case. It's all about teamwork now because it's all about cybersecurity professionals communicating together throughout the world. And probably the most important thing with penetration testing and security analyst skills is teamwork and communication and threat intelligence. Threat intelligence is key because that's how cybersecurity pros communicate all over the world using security bulletins. If I find an attack, I'm going to announce it. And if you're a cybersecurity pro in Norway, Denmark, you're going to see that I was attacked and I'm going to say where I was attacked from. I'm going to say, here's a command and control center that's attacking end users on my network. So you guys need to block it so this doesn't happen to you too. That's essentially how cybersecurity is working to a large portion right now as far as major attacks go. For example, I believe a Petya, non-Petya, not pet you, they didn't destroy the US as bad as they could have because once the attack started in Russia, we were communicated with the security analysts, the cybersecurity pros in the US found out about it and we were able to install the patches before those attacks came to the US. And so it's critical and you can see the importance of it communication. So this is key. Uh, reports are so key. Being able to say, here is the vulnerabilities I found. Here's the report. And here's how you, if you need to, you know, here's how you might fix it. Or that might be a job for the security analyst, actually. So what you have to understand is you have to be able to communicate, report what you found so that action can be taken. So that's it. There's the five domains. It's quite a nice package, as you can see, because it follows the hacker lifestyle. So training for Pentest Plus. How can you train for Pentest Plus? Let's find out. All right. Let's see here. Do you want to jump in, Hunter, and talk uh, about your InfoSec products? For sure. Um, we're going to get to your right. questions, everyone, in just a moment. But I just want to take a quick moment to talk about how you can train for the Pentest Plus cert. 
we recently launched a new on-demand cybersecurity training platform called InfoSec Skills. It's a monthly subscription for just $34, and it includes access to more than 45 skill and certification learning paths, including the CompTIA certs like Security Plus, Pentest Plus, CISO Plus, and CASP Plus. It also includes access to practice exams for each certification and a variety of cyber ranges where you can practice your skills on cloud-hosted virtual machines. Again, it's just $34 a month, and you can even try it out for free for seven days. <clears throat> if you prefer to train via live boot camps, we also have this five-day ethical hacking boot camp, which is one of our most popular training courses that we've offered for about 15 years now. So um, with that, I'd like to move on to some questions. Looks like Marcio had a question. Um, so how do uh, these Pentest Plus certs differ from different certifications and level of difficulty? Oh, um, yes. Uh, I did a uh, analysis. You know, as a product manager, I have to analyze Pentest Plus and do mappings against some of the biggest competitors in the area. So I ended up doing a mapping uh, between Pentest Plus and CEH, the EC Council CEH cert, uh, because they were the biggest um, player in the field. And, and here's what I found. Um, I was able to identify four differences between Pentest Plus and CEH. Um, the first difference I found was that Pentest Plus is multiple choice and performance based, but the CEH exam, at least as approved by you know eighty five seventy with the DoD, uh, is multiple choice only. That, that's been a big advantage of our cert. The idea is that if somebody passes our cert, they have the hands on skills, uh, so they wouldn't have to you know pass a multiple choice exam like CEH and then have to go out and get employer verification that, that shows you have the hands on experience. The, the idea, and that's why uh, we invest millions into our exams development, and it's why we are able to do this, is create uh, these performance-based exams. Uh, so in theory, if you pass Pentest Plus, you've you know, proven that you have pen testing skills and you've actually done them on a computer, as well as the knowledge with the multiple choice questions. That was one difference. The other was just price. Because when I was looking at the retail price of um, CEH, it was around uh, $1,099. But then the retail of Pentest Plus is $349. And I think the reason that is the case is because CompTIA is a, a not-for-profit organization. And so you know, we don't have the overhead necessarily, or at least um, I guess we don't have all the expenses. The third thing I found was teamwork. When I looked at CEH and like all the other penetration testing certifications and vulnerability assessment management, they were all purely technical. And so as you saw, we have teamwork in ours. It's one of the domains, in fact, one fifth of it, uh, because that was just, I mean, I can't tell you how much all of the decision makers and leaders we talked to kept telling us that. <laughs> um, that teamwork was so critical to them. The other difference was um, Pentest Plus. Do you remember how I told you we were working with John Hopkins Applied Physics Lab? We were working with Las Vegas Sands Corporation. Um, what they emphasized to us 
was the fact that we need to focus our pen testing on IoT devices, Internet of Things devices, and embedded systems, as well as traditional operating systems and server systems. Nowadays, with IoT, as I mentioned earlier, we're getting these embedded systems out there. They're custom IoT devices that some developer has, has created uh, with a full Linux kernel in many cases. And so, you know, one of the things we have to adjust to as penetration testers is this new mobile environment, is these new insecure operating systems. Now, the industry should be fixing themselves very quickly. Um, I do believe that there's going to be, you know, certified secure kernels for IoT devices from all vendors soon, and that's going to make a huge difference. Also, agreements that when someone releases IoT products, that they, at the same time, support those IoT products and ensure that those IoT devices can be updated once they're released out in the world. That is key. Uh, and so those are the main four differences that I found when doing my research. Definitely. So it looks like we're just out of time. We just had a few more questions. I can uh, forward those to you, Patrick, so you can you know, reach out to them personally. So as we wrap up, I just wanted to remind you to not miss out on our free trial of InfoSec Skills to get started learning about Pentest Plus, Security Plus, and a bunch of other cybersecurity skills. Yeah, and you can also go onto our website, infosecinstitute.com skills to get started on your free trial. And lastly, I just want to thank Patrick so much for joining us today and everybody for watching the webinar. If you'd like more information right away, you can head to infoseconstitute.com or call to speak with a rep about the course and our current promotions. And as always, if you have any other questions, feel free to send them to info at infoseconstitute.com and we'll be sure to get back to you soon. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just as a reminder, many of our podcasts also contain video components, which can be found at our YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com and type in cyber work with InfoSec to check out our collection of tutorials, interviews, and other webinars. As ever, search cyber work with InfoSec in your podcast app of choice to get lots more episodes. See the current promotional offers available for podcast listeners and to learn more about our InfoSec Pro live boot camps, InfoSec Skills on-demand training library, and InfoSec IQ Security Awareness and Training Platform, go to infosecinstitute.com slash podcast. Thanks once again to Patrick Lane and moderator Hunter Reed, and thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you next week. <laughs>